I'm going to miss actually being with my parents. It'll be the first Christmas in 10 years that I'm not going to be with my parents. I think that's the hard thing is we can't be, because we're gray haired or older, we cannot be with our, our grandchildren and children. So I think that's the hardest, but technology has helped that a bit with FaceTime, with Zoom, with, with the internet. Hi everyone, I'm Yannicka Ritchie and welcome to a special bonus episode of Bricks to Bites. This year, celebrating the holidays is going to feel really different, so it's the perfect time to get innovative about how to turn your traditional holiday experiences into digital ones. In November, I hosted a live event, I called it Hacking the Holidays, to bring together 12 dynamic, experienced, and innovative people to brainstorm how to use modern technologies to celebrate the holidays this season. We started with what we would miss, but very quickly the conversation turned to how people were already creating digital experiences to connect with family and friends, and it's those stories I'm so excited to share with you. But before we get to that, a word about hacking, because it's got kind of a bad reputation, and really it's a good thing. A hack is an inelegant but effective, usually temporary, technology-focused solution to a problem. Think of it as the digital equivalent of using duct tape on your hiking boots when your sole lets loose on a long walk. It's not pretty, but it does the trick. So hacking the holidays is all about finding innovative, if inelegant, ways to use modern technologies to build rich connections with family and friends this season, while also staying safe. You'll be hearing from several different people as they share ideas and stories. In this most unusual holiday season, I hope they bring you inspiration and joy. We were going to hack Thanksgiving. So we were playing with the idea of hacking Thanksgiving and everyone would make part of the meal and we would go to each other's houses and pick up our piece of the meal and drop off our piece of the meal. And then we would go online and all eat the meal together. We kind of backed off from that. We, just, we thought it might've been a little bit too hard to pull off, but it was a fun way to try and hack it. Well, I was kind of thinking of that too, Hugh, but I was thinking about making pies or something would be really fun. And then making it with a friend or my sister or somebody, and you'd both be making an apple pie and you make it together, but you'd be on Zoom. That, that, could, that could be fun. For Christmas, yeah, I'm afraid all our siblings are in Toronto and we are in Amsterdam and there's no way. And it has been a long time. For Peter, he was in Canada at uh, Thanksgiving. So it's for him more than a year ago that uh, he saw him. I was there still in January, but that's a long time not to meet at all. But Zoom is an incredible, uh, nice feature. And to be honest, when we started our lives as, uh, as immigrants to Canada, we couldn't go either. So we are probably trained in being far apart and still mentally with our family and relatives. That's a great story. I, I have a story to share with you. I don't know a lot of you, but what we did for Halloween we had our grandchildren over, of course, Halloween was closed in that no one was going trick-or-treating. So uh, we ended up buying witches' hats 
for my husband and myself and my grandkids and we got dressed up and we did bobbing for apples and all kinds of stuff that you'd usually do for Halloween with your friends. But then what the girls did was they used TikTok and I don't know how many of you are familiar with TikTok, but they put music together and danced and sent their routines in their costume to their friends. And it was like having basically a Halloween dance party with their friends, even though they couldn't be with them. Yet you watched a play with Peter. Well, actually, the most fun was Hamilton, which is in the musical Hamilton. That's a long historical musical about Hamilton in the American history. We watched it a little bit one evening and we said, well, we don't even know what it's all about and when is it playing and who's who. So the next evening, we were prepared. We sat down with just a drink, watched the first half, knew by then who was who and how everything was playing. We took an intermission, went downstairs and had a nice uh, well, snack and went back to see the rest of it. That way, we kind of went out at home. <laughs> you can build your own outings, uh, even in your own home. Just make, uh, make it a feast, add your drinks and, and, and snacks and uh, treat yourself or each other. Well, it's interesting. I'm part of an organization in Toronto and they sent out a bulletin saying, instead of traveling somewhere where we cannot go, why don't we all go to New York City to look at the art world that's there? And we'll do it virtually. And not next week, the 16th. We've got three events happening in New York City, virtually. The Frick Museum, we've got speakers about art. And they've said, they've made it very interesting. They said, all right, on Monday, we're going to meet at five o'clock and we will have delivered to your door and they gave you a choice, wine or water and nibbles. They didn't specify what, but they asked if you had food allergies. And they just said, be prepared, watch for something to happen at five o'clock on Monday. And I think that's very interesting, much like a musical concert or anything. And I think we will see things like the Mendelssohn Choir at Christmas. I'm hoping we will be able to partake in something online. And thank heavens we have online. I'm in the Christmas choir and we get our music sent to us. We'll be coming shortly and we'll be rehearsing individually. And our choir director, he's gonna work with the altos for 20 minutes, the sopranos for 20 minutes, the bass for 20 minutes. We'll have our scheduled times when we were practicing. We're not allowed to sing in church. So everything has to be pre-recorded. And then they're gonna put it on the screen so what David will do is he'll take all the music, everybody will get their music and we will individually sing like solo and send our parts into him and he will put the parts together to have it come together as one piece. And then we'll have our Christmas concert that way. I'm involved with the Village Playhouse Theatre. We have over 500 volunteers in putting our shows on every season. And we're trying to keep all our volunteers engaged. So once a month, we've been doing readings. We just finished vintage Alfred Hitchcock. I was on the sound effects team and we did 183 sound effects in 90 minutes. We did it as a private group, not public, just to keep our group connected and engaged. 
and giving the actors an opportunity to have an outlet to present because we didn't have the rights to go public with it but we have the scripts from from the past from other other shows that have been done so um we've had an opportunity to do that just to stay connected i think there's real opportunity to connect over watching movies right now karen do you want to comment on your movie experiences online sure so there's this tiny little theater in Tepoztlan, Mexico, which is probably about maybe an hour and a half out south of Mexico City. And I've been to the tiny little theater and it's a woman who shows movies. Uh, her parents were in the movie business. They had theaters in uh, Mexico City and LA. So she inherited thousands and thousands of movies. So she not only shows um, contemporary movies, but she also restores old movies, mostly Mexican movies, but she also restores movies. When COVID hit, she had to shut down. And of course, there's no income and all that. So she started doing these Zoom meetings and she talked directors and movie people, big names, like very big names, like best picture of the year directors and she is connecting the these movie people from all over mostly north america so it's uh, canadian american and mexico and it has been fascinating i love movies but it's opened a window into way more than i ever could dream about movies so just think that you are on a Zoom exactly like we are with someone in the, who has won, you know, Academy Awards. And you can ask questions like, you know, well, you know, how did you do this in, in that movie? Or how did you get the idea? When would you ever have that opportunity to, to talk to people like that? So that's what I find so fascinating about this little tiny theater that has done really amazing things. They'll have sometimes somebody well-known. So Gabriela Camaro, she's probably one of Mexico's most well-known chefs. There was a movie made about her and she was on one of the meetings and she made a cocktail. Then they talked about the movie, but there's always a cocktail. And actually, if you go to the theater before COVID, that's part of their thing is that if you want, you can make a cocktail and, you know, you can have a drink while you're, you're watching a movie. It's very, you know, it's very Mexico. They know how to have a good time. I hope you're enjoying this episode and that it's sparking some ideas for how you can build connection this holiday season. To make that even easier for you, we're publishing our favorite holiday hacks one at a time starting on December the 2nd. You can find them at orangegate.ca. Also, if this is your first Bricks to Bites episode, please know that there's a whole season of stories about the messy realities, challenges, and triumphs of going digital. They're waiting for you wherever you listen to your podcasts. And let me invite you to subscribe and join me in January for season two, when I turn my focus to learning in the digital age. But that's for later. For now, let's get back to hacking the holidays. What I'm hearing is it's really about creating an event around 
something we can deliver technologically, but the event is still very human. I have not done a teleparty yet. That's this is the new Netflix party. It was you, Susan, right? Who's done this? My neighbor, she's a good friend. We did a Netflix party. Outlander is our show that we've been watching. So we decided to do a double header one night. And she said, okay, we're going to have intermission now. And this was about 1130 at night. And all of a sudden I hear this knock on the door and she comes running over from her house and left this tray of fruit and popcorn on my porch. Yeah, so then we had snack together. Teleparty is an app that needs to be loaded onto your computer. The person who is organizing goes in and opens it up and goes to the session and then they send out a link from the screen and they send it by email to each individual. You have to use Chrome. You, you just copy paste it into the Google thing and it takes you right to the movie. And then it takes a few minutes before it syncs with the other one, even though she's two houses away, it took a few minutes for it to sync together. And then the minute it syncs, it shows you as the other person and you can have a chat going at the same time. But what we do is we just call FaceTime and we'd watch it together on FaceTime as opposed to having to key in on chat. It's like sitting in the same room and, you know, as opposed to typing it in. So instead of seeing them on the screen, you have them on your phone, right? Yeah, you can't see them on the screen. The teleparty only shows a chat. You don't get a, a, a view of the person. So we just go either when I'm when we're doing Mahjong, we use WhatsApp. And when we're doing Euchre, we do WhatsApp so we can see the other people. And when we do, when Adrian and I do it together, we just FaceTime. Something like house party for bridge games. I, I'll play with three other friends online. And then on my iPhone, I have what's called house party and we can see and we can chat. We can see each other's faces and, and where they are like this. And I can see all of you and we chat and we laugh about the stupid mistakes we're making or whatever, but it's nice to see the face and to hear the voice. Annie, I haven't met you, but uh, boy, you sure seem like you're really on top of your, uh, your COVID connection game. Oh, I, your, uh, I think you are. <laughs> I don't know if everyone realizes that there's also a chat window in here. And Annie, I just need to tell you that everyone's thinking you're going to come back in January with Instagram stories. I don't know how to do Instagram. <laughs> We're thinking that by January, you will be on Instagram with your stories. I'm looking forward to following you on Instagram. <laughs> well, you may have to hold your breath. Annie, if you can figure out online bridge, you can figure out Instagram. Oh, well, online bridge has saved me through this virus. It has given me something to focus on. You know, there's only so much one can do in your house. I know you can sort your sock drawer and pay your bills and do whatever you're supposed to do, but you don't want to do it. So it's nice to have that other outlet. And when you can do it with house party or WhatsApp or Zoom, it makes it such a difference to see a face, just like tonight. We're, I don't know a lot of you, but it's very nice. I feel I'm talking to you because I can see your, your face. I can be there too, which is uh, fun and hear all these things going on on the other side of the ocean. I, I don't know how many of you heard the podcast that Janneke did for Camp Uchi Camp Trillium, but you know, there's some real silver linings to this, to COVID. 
we're finding amazing new ways to connect with people we never would have before. Like we run programs for kids affected by childhood cancer and their families, and we're in hospitals and we're in the community normally, and we're at actually overnight camps. Um, but this year, that obviously all has changed. What we've discovered is that actually we have parents and families and communities that aren't close to Toronto, that aren't close to the urban centers that are actually finding really, really rich ways to connect with us. What we'll learn over the holidays is how we can, you know, without physically being together, continue to be together and find new ways to be together and enrich our lives. While this is awful, it's creating some really neat new opportunities for everyone. This is one of the most striking findings of my podcast journey to date, and frankly, from all the discussions I've had with people over the last six months, that we are all finding new ways to be together. And that despite the challenges, maybe even because of them, there are extraordinary silver linings to be found in transforming what are traditional experiences into digital ones. My hope for you is that this holiday season, with all its challenges, you will find some of those silver linings. And to help make that happen, we're sharing our favorite holiday hacks on our website at orangegate.ca and you'll find them on our social channels. Starting December the 2nd, we'll be publishing one idea per day, 12 in all. Please visit us and try one or two. And since this is the season for giving, I also invite you to please give the gift of your ideas. Share your favorite holiday hacks, and we'll share them further. I'm Yana Carici. Please join me again in January when I take on learning in the digital age. Happy holidays, and please be safe and go digital.